Hey, welcome into TCAM Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Cameron Tracewell. This podcast, we talk about sports events, topics, and players. Come follow our Facebook and Instagram page. Facebook is TCAM's Sports Podcast, and the Instagram page is TCAM underscore sports underscore podcast. Shows will be posted when they go live, and even some bonus episodes will be posted during the week. Normal episodes are posted Fridays at 5. Comment your thoughts on the shows. Leave some topics you would like for me to discuss on the show. Thank you for tuning in. Now on to the episode. Today, we are going to discuss the NBA playoffs. Man, one of the best times of the year. Interesting matchups. Playing games were pretty interesting. Chicago Bulls won. Atlanta Hawks won. The Los Angeles Lakers won. I know we have a couple on Friday that we aren't going to get to go over because, well, obviously this was pre-recorded, so we won't get to talk about those games. Whoever wins out of those Friday night games will be pretty darn good. It'll be a pretty good matchup to see who makes the eighth spot. But for now, we're going to work with what we got. Eastern Conference, the Bucks are the number one seed. Dominant team, looking very, very aggressive. They don't. We don't know exactly who they're going to play yet. They're going to play somebody pretty interesting. It's either going to be Chicago or Miami. I'm thinking Chicago, but might be Miami. Miami might pull this out. Whoever makes the eighth slot is going to lose in the first round to the Milwaukee Bucks. I'm predicting a sweep, maybe five games, depending on how it goes, but I'm looking at a sweep for that round. Then we have, and we're talking about the Eastern Conference, the Cleveland Cavaliers versus the New York Knicks. Definitely the best first-round matchup in the Eastern Conference. This series could go seven. I'm picking the Knicks to come out. I like Donovan Mitchell. I like Evan Mobley and Darius Garland and those guys in Cleveland. Have a terrific season. Obviously got the number four seed in the Eastern Conference. But I do like Jalen Brunson, R.J. Barrett, Julius Randle, and this Knicks squad have played really well all season, have surprised a lot of people. And Tom Thibodeau being the head coach that he is, I think there is a chance that the Knicks could win in seven games. I know a lot of people are going to pick Cleveland just because based on how Donovan Mitchell has been all season. Definitely could have been an MVP candidate this year. But I like the Knicks as a team altogether. If R.J. Barrett is consistent, I can see the Knicks definitely winning in seven games. For the Philadelphia 76ers and the Brooklyn Nets, I don't see this series going past five games, honestly. I think Joel Embiid could average 40 in this series. I mean, he could go ballistic. I'd like to see what James Harden and Tyrese Maxey are going to bring to the table. Since the second round is going to be more interesting for this squad, for the Philadelphia 76ers, I like Mikael Bridges from the Brooklyn Nets. Prady played every single game this season, and has been a part of that. So, it was good to see them, you know, still make the playoffs, but they're going to lose in five games, I'm predicting. Then the last series in the Eastern Conference will be the Boston Celtics versus the Atlanta Hawks. Boston, all the way. Atlanta, I love Trey Young and John Collins. You know, two great young players. They just don't have enough. You're not going to beat Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, Al Horford, Robert Williams, if he comes back, Malcolm Brogdon, who's been playing great up for six man of the year right now. I think that the Celtics will sweep this series, to be honest with you. 
I just don't see it going past four games. I can't imagine that Atlanta could pull out a game. Boston is dominant offensively and defensively, so that's where I'm looking there. For the Western Conference, the number one seed, the Denver Nuggets, like I said, we're not going to know who they're going to play. The Timberwolves are in, I'd say the Timberwolves are probably going to make it, but the Oklahoma City Thunder could have something to say about that, so we'll see in that game. The Clippers and the Suns, this series had all the potential in the world to be the best first-round series. I think with Paul George being out, it eliminates the Clippers completely. They need a healthy Paul George to be able to combine with Kawhi Leonard and Russell Westbrook to be able to get over the top of the Phoenix Suns. The Phoenix Suns, the point god, Chris Paul, Devin Booker, who's a killer on the outside, one of the most lethal shooters in the game of basketball. Kevin Durant, probably the best player in the world when healthy. He shoots the lights out of it. He plays great defense. And there's not much more you can say about Kevin Durant. We know what he can do. He can play in any style of basketball. He can play on any team, anywhere. He is just that great. Then you have DeAndre Ayton, a big boy in the middle, rebounder, blocker. Does pretty well overall. And going against Kawhi Leonard and Russell Westbrook as of right now, Kawhi Leonard is a killer. He really is. I mean, he's so elite. But he just doesn't have the help. And I don't see how this could go more than six games unless Paul George comes back early, which I doubt he will because of injury. So depending on the status of Paul George throughout the games, we're only going to see where the Clippers are going to land. The Grizzlies and the Lakers, I think this is a really, really underrated series. I know a lot of people are talking about, you know, the Grizzlies are going to beat the Lakers. John Morant, Dylan Brooks, Desmond Bain, Jaron Jackson Jr., who's probably going to win Defensive Player of the Year, that they are going to dominate this series. Let me tell you something right now, ladies and gentlemen. I don't think so. Give me the Lakers in six. LeBron, we all know who LeBron James is. There's no more to talk about the second greatest basketball player who's ever played the game. Anthony Davis is going to have a heyday on this team. Jaron Jackson Jr. can definitely step up to the plate. Not having Brandon Clark and Steven Adams, that's hurting them a lot. AD, he's oversized. He's going to take advantage of that. Healthy AD, it can average 28 and 10 in a game. LeBron James, we all know what he's made of. Jared Vanderbilt, definitely a defensive presence. Austin Reeves, who's definitely shown up. In the second half of this season, 6'5", really could play the point guard position well. Dennis Schroeder, who's done really well off the bench. Malik Beasley, who can shoot threes consistently. So these Lakers have a very, very good chance to make it to the second round. I know a lot of people are going to pick against them. But as of right now, it's kind of hard to go against LeBron James and Anthony Davis. I know I like John Morant. I like Jaron Jackson Jr. I think they're both elite. But... I think with the loss of Steven Adams and Brandon Clark, if Anthony Davis plays the way he needs to play, it's going to go six games and AD is going to take care of it. Now, I could be wrong. Grizzlies could surprise everybody. What I do want people to expect is this is going to be a lot of fouls in this series. The Lakers have a very, very good tendency of drawing fouls, especially if you watch them without LeBron James when they played the Grizzlies last. Jaron Jackson Jr. got fouled out in the game. I know they had no John Morant, but Dylan Brooks was in trouble with fouls. There was a lot of talk about officiating. 
because the Lakers just take advantage of that. They're going to do the same thing against the Grizzlies this time with John Morant, but use AD to a more advantage this time. The Kings and the Warriors will definitely be the most talked about series in the Western Conference. I know that you know people want to talk about the Suns and the Clippers, but without Paul George, it's not really much of a series. The Kings and the Warriors is definitely going to be a series. Obviously, we have the Splash Bros. Andrew Wiggins is on his way back. Jordan Poole, Draymond Green. I mean, they have still a lot of that same core, a lot of experience behind there. Definitely could you know, return to the NBA Finals. The only problem is... I think that 11-30 and 30 record on the road is going to kill him. And De'Aaron Fox and Sabonis and Mike Brown, who's my coach of the year, and I know is mostly everybody's coach of the year, has put the Sacramento Kings first in their division, third in the Western Conference. I mean, nobody thought Sacramento would be in this position. And the way they have played all season, especially getting the series starting at home, they're going to be playing in Sacramento the first two games, then back to... Golden State in the next two. Then you're going to go to Game 5 back in Sacramento, Game 6 in Golden State, and Game 7 back in Sacramento if it goes that far. And I think Sacramento is going to win at home, and I don't know how Golden State's going to be able to pull this off without trying to get a win there. Obviously, Steph Curry, I would say he's probably the second-best player on the planet right now. I mean, the guys have a phenomenal season. He's killed the Kings. The Kings don't have a very good defense. But neither really does Golden State. They don't have the greatest defense in the world. So this series is going to be a tough-it-battle-it-out type of series, and it's going to get really interesting. Like I said, there are a couple series in the first round that are going to get interesting, so I will repeat them again. The Kings, the Warriors, the Grizzlies, the Lakers, then the Knicks and the Cavs are going to be the most interesting the one series you're going to want to watch is the potential of the 76ers. We're going to want to see what they are going to do against the Nets. I know they're going to beat them early, but I want to see everybody how they're going to play together. Obviously, we know what Joel Embiid's going to do, but we need to see more from James Harden and Tyrese Maxey. For the Sons of the Clippers, like I said, goes by on where Paul George is. Obviously, Russell Westbrook is going to have to have a big series. This would be phenomenal if Russell Westbrook could pull the Clippers through on this series but I don't see it happening. And for, obviously, the Celtics and the Hawks, the Bucks and whoever they play, the Denver Nuggets and whoever they play, it's going to be a wrap. They're going to the second round. So I guess we could talk about a preview for the second round. Obviously, the Milwaukee Bucks versus Cleveland or the Knicks. I'm picking the Knicks. Bucks win in six, maybe. If they play the Cavs, they win in six. Either way, it's going to go six games. Bucks are going to be headed back to the conference finals for... The other side of the Eastern Conference, we are going to talk about the 76ers and the Boston Celtics in the second round. Boston in seven. Because I know a lot of people are going to pick Boston to win this series in five or four. But I think if James Harden and Tyrese Maxey really step up to the plate this time and they can pull this off. Now, Joel Embiid is going to have to have a monster series. And I feel really bad for him if James Harden and Tyrese Maxey can't bring it. Because they're not, they don't need James Harden the MVP in Houston. They need James Harden, the guy who can score 27 points in a game. James Harden was averaging over 30 at one point in his career. I still think he can do it. He just chooses not to right now because he doesn't need to. The Philadelphia 76ers are so talented that they don't really need him to be scoring all those points. He's become a brilliant facilitator. 
Obviously, the assists have been real high this season for him. He's becoming a good rebounder. He's becoming a good taking the point guard position to where he doesn't have to take every single shot or be the primary ball handler or be the primary shooter all the time. He really lets Joel Embiid do what he needs to do. Joel Embiid's probably going to win MVP this season. So to see a Boston Celtics 76ers matchup would be incredible. Boston dominated the entire season over Philadelphia. Philadelphia got one out of the four games, and they only got it like by two points, and Joel Embiid had to score 50-plus in that game. James Harden, Tyrese Maxey are going to be big keys. We're going to need to see a little bit from Tobias Harris, I'd say defensively. We know what Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown are made of. They're going to show up, and they're going to be there. If I had to pick to who's going to go on to the conference finals, it's Boston. Boston's going to win this either in six or seven games. I'm picking seven. I think it'll go the distance, but that Milwaukee matchup in the conference finals, that's going to be their hardest test. For the Western Conference, Nuggets will make it through the first round, and the Suns will make it. This could get really interesting because I believe the Nuggets have the size, but the Suns have the point guard play. Obviously, we know what Chris Paul's made of. Devin Booker, stand about 6'5". Then you have Kevin Durant, 7-footer. TJ Warren, who's been a pretty defensive key piece this year, and we all know what DeAndre Aiden's made of. Jokic was an MVP runner this year, two-time MVP. We know what he's made of. Michael Porter Jr., Jamal Murray, Tavius Caldwell-Pope, who's having a great year in three-point shooting. The Denver Nuggets have looked okay. I don't don't mean, and I don't let me forget about Aaron Gordon, who's had an incredible season this season. He's obviously stepped up this year. For Denver, they've been okay in the second half of the season. They really haven't been all that dominant. They were so dominant in the first half of the season that they didn't really have to worry about their seeding and record because Memphis was falling off early. Sacramento was never going to catch them. The Phoenix Suns had acquired Kevin Durant, and Kevin Durant got hurt. So we didn't see you know, a full Suns team really jump anywhere, and then the rest of the Western Conference is where it is. So I'm going to pick the Suns in six against the Denver Nuggets. I know what the Denver Nuggets are made of, and if the Denver Nuggets won, that'd be cool, but I think Kevin Durant and Devin Booker are just too hard to stop. Chris Paul, we all know what he's made of, been around for a long time, and DeAndre Ayton's going to you know, try to stop Jokic and dominate that board. So I think the talent level is in Phoenix, and I think it's against the Denver Nuggets, but it will be in the Mile High City if it goes to the second round, so we'll only see what Denver can pull off, but I don't think it goes any farther than six games, to be honest with you. I think Kevin Durant and Devin Booker are going to put on a show. And then this is where it gets tricky for me. Like I said, I'm picking the Kings, but it could really go either way here. The same thing with the Grizzlies and Lakers. It really could go either way. I think people are too much on the Grizzlies and not paying attention to what the Lakers have done since the All-Star break. If I could get a prediction matchup, I think the coolest thing to see would be a Warriors-Lakers matchup. You know, Steph versus LeBron. I know everybody wants to see that little bit of talent there and see the you know the two dynamic figures in basketball go against each other and their squads. I don't know how or who would win that matchup, to be honest with you. I'd say the Lakers because they have the size and the rest of the team defensively. They've had the number one defense in the second half of the season, so they've been looked impressive. We all know the Warriors are going to shoot the lights out. 
eight, that series could get interesting if we had a Lakers-Kings series. That could get really interesting, too. I think the Lakers would take that in six games, five to six games, easily. Because as much as I like the Kings, the experience on the Los Angeles Lakers is going to take advantage of the Kings. Like I said, probably season for De'Aaron Fox and Sabonis, but I don't think they make it past the Lakers very much. The most interesting matchup would be the Warriors and the Grizzlies. That would be the most interesting matchup because the beef is there. Dylan Brooks and Draymond Green, they don't like each other. Dylan Brooks is how much he's talked about Golden State. For Golden State to go in there and dominate would be fun to watch, I think, a little bit. But it'd be also fun to see the Grizzlies battle back. The Grizzlies would have home court advantage. You'd be coming to Memphis. You would have to beat them in Memphis. This isn't the same Golden State team we had last year that played Memphis. That would be the most ideal, interesting series. Now, a Grizzlies-King series could be interesting, too. I mean, two young teams going up against each other could definitely be fun. I'm not going to predict those two those two series right there and who's going to win and who is going to you know, make the conference semis because all the matchups will be good. Those two ma- those two series are great the way they are. And either way, whoever wins, I know I said I like the Kings and the Lakers, but whoever wins within those series is going to be fun to watch regardless of what goes on. So I guess we could talk about you know, the NBA awards and stuff. For MVP, we all know it's going to be Joel Embiid. Has obviously had a dominant season. Now, I like Giannis. I think Giannis putting the Bucks at the top of the Eastern Conference and showing up every year the way he does has been spectacular. But we got to really stand back for a second and think, what would the, what would the Philadelphia 76ers be without Joel Embiid and where would they be standing? They wouldn't be in the playoffs. I don't think they would have made the playoffs. And if they did, they would have made the play-in. Because James Harden would have probably took them there. But they wouldn't have been a very good team this year. They wouldn't be where they're standing. For MVP, it's going to be Joel Embiid. Obviously, he deserves it. He should put on a performance this season. And he deserves it. There's not much more to say about that. For Coach of the Year, I know people saying Joe Mazzulla is definitely the, should be a Coach Candidate of the Year. I think with Ime Adoka being the former head coach of the Boston Celtics before Joe Mazzulla got the job this year, he had put the Boston Celtics in the right position. Obviously, they had the right team, the right system. Joe Mazzulla has been a part of that system, so he knows exactly what to run. They had the right talent, the right fit, so all they had to do was do what they know best, and they were going to be a dominant team this year. I think Mike Brown is a better candidate this year based off the fact that the Sacramento Kings were not predicted to even make playoffs this year. They were definitely not predicted to win that division, let alone be the third best team in the conference. Mike Brown has definitely put this Kings team in a position. Darian Fox has played great this year. Sabonis and supporting cast have been incredible this year. Congrats to them. Mike Brown is definitely the coach of the year. There's no question about it anymore. He definitely deserves coach of the year. Sixth man of the year. I know it's between Malcolm Brown and Emmanuel Quickly from the New York Knicks. Malcolm Brogdon has been a very, very valuable piece for the Boston Celtics, but I would go Emmanuel Quickly based off the fact that Emmanuel Quickly has been a huge piece to the New York Knicks. To the fact that R.J. Barrett, as we know, has been super inconsistent this year. Some games he's on, some games he's not. Emmanuel Quickly has really picked up where R.J. Barrett cannot. He comes in these big games and he does his thing. 
He distributes the ball well. He scores it well. He knows when to get open. And he's been a valuable piece to the bench for the New York Knicks. Obviously, R.J. Barrett, Jalen Brunson, and Julius Randle covering the rest. But Malcolm Brogdon, I think, has been a very key piece to the Celtics bench, but quickly has been a better piece for the New York Knicks. Because regardless, Malcolm Brogdon being in Boston or not, he's a starting point guard on any other team. In Boston, they didn't really need to worry about much of a six-man. In New York, you're going to need the guys on the bench. You're going to need those guys like Quickly, who has played incredible this year because nobody predicted New York to be where they are right now. And they have proven that. And Quickly has been a part of that. He's been a big key role to where they're standing in the Eastern Conference, now getting to play the Cleveland Cavaliers. He's going to be a big key factor in this series. And if he plays well against the Cavs, he's just proving his statement even more. Even though I know... It's a regular season award. Still, I think in some accounts that the playoffs, you know, count for awards like Sixth Man of the Year and Rookie of the Year, stuff like that. For Rookie Rookie of the Year, I know Paulo Banchero is in this discussion. Paulo, great talent this year. Came out performing like a superstar. Injury hit him a little bit, but he played well. The Orlando Magic, just not a good team overall. I mean, if they had more talent... Maybe they could have performed better, but my rookie of the year is Jalen Williams from the Oklahoma City Thunder. I think Jalen Williams has been a star this year, you know, really bringing some tenacity to this team. Now, there are two Jalen Williams on the Oklahoma City Thunder, but one is named Jay, they call him Jay Dunn Williams. Jalen Williams from Santa Clara College, he's 21 years old. He's had a great season, averaging 14 points per game. And I really like this kid. He's got a bright future, and I think he definitely deserves Rookie of the Year. Those are my picks for awards and some talk about the NBA playoffs. So I hope you all enjoyed this episode, and I hope we get to talk more deeply about the NBA playoffs this season. And I hope we get to see a fun playoffs, you know, I know the first round is never fun, but definitely look out for those couple series that I talk about. The second round is going to be a blast, so the conference finals and the NBA finals is always a blast. Hope you all have a good weekend. I hope you all enjoy the first round of the NBA playoffs, and we will jump more into the results after the series is finished and jump into the second round in our predictions. Have a good weekend, y'all. I'll see you guys later. 